Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. As mentioned in the Daily Financial News, it is Wednesday, and you know what that means. We bring on the legendary investor, Anna, REI mom, Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I am doing great, especially after that great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to be with you. It puts a smile on my face. Awesome. And, and the audience loves you. They, they give great comments. Folks, do me a favor. If you love Anna giving us some time every Wednesday, give her a shout out, some applause, thumbs up below, just so she can see them and keep coming back every week. So thanks for that. Sure. I want to talk about your biggest deal ever that you, you're going to do solo coming back to you after you let it go. So that that's a fun story. <laughs> it is a fun story. So, you know, I've done large multifamily deals. I mean, our largest deal was an $80 million deal, right? Woo! But it was syndicated. So with lots of investors. So when you're a general partner, you get a piece of that, which is really nice. Um, and I've done some joint ventures, you know, up to $10 million deals with, mm -hmm. with three total partners. So we've done some bigger deals, but in terms of my own properties that I'm just buying for my own portfolio, mm -hmm. my largest deal was about a million and a half okay. um, to date. So, you know, the last couple of years, they've been in that, you know, 725 to a million and a half range pretty consistently because I'm doing smaller multi-units, right? Yep. So this deal... Um, the purchase price is about 2.6 million. Whoa. It's a 20 unit. Okay. So it's 130,000 a door, which is quite expensive for my area, mm -hmm. but it's still an amazing deal. And so this property came up, Michael, it's, it's in a beautiful part of central Pennsylvania okay. and it's five fourplexes on one big parcel. So they're like in a ah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they look like they're brick. Um, they, they're four units per building. Um, and they are in a really pretty kind of wooded area, really mm -hmm. nice parking. And what's interesting is even though they were built in the late seventies, they all have central air and heat, which is central air and gas heat. So they have heat pumps. Um, and I think some gas and that's, rare in our area for that vintage. Most of them don't have air conditioning. So the fact that they have AC, they're older, they're in a really quiet wooded area that people want to live in and super close to the med center um, and a lot of jobs means it, it's an area where I'm going to have no problems getting tenants for a long time. So awesome. when I saw this property pop up, I'm like, this one's a legacy property, mm -hmm. you know, to pass on to my kids that they can own basically in our backyard. And so I wanted it, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. You know, we learn never fall in love with a property. And it's usually pretty easy for me not to fall in love with a property, right? But there's the few, you know, the beach house in Florida, the beach house <laughs> in Ocean City that I'm like, ooh. I like that. That's pretty. The butterflies are going a little bit, right? Well, yeah. this is one of those because um, I know this is a property that my family would keep in our family for a couple of decades, probably at least, wow. right? So 
I thought I want it. I've got the money for it. But $130,000 a door in my area is really, you know, top dollar for, you know, properties right now. Across the country, it's not, but it's it's top dollar. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure that it would appraise. And so that's part of the deal. I had to be willing to, if it doesn't appraise, come out of pocket, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars to get the deal done. Right. And once you come out of pocket a couple hundred thousand dollars on a $2 million deal, your returns just start going down. And so then the question is, well, if I go to a top number just because I'm willing to pay it, I'm happy with the returns, but I could put my money elsewhere into something less expensive, less money out, my return would be better somewhere else, right? right. Mm-hmm. So this property was listed at 2.3 million. Those mm-hmm. in my area are gonna know exactly where it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was listed for 2.3. And ultimately they came back to me as the final, you know, they're like at 2.8, the deal is yours. <laughs> Only 20% more on this was I was the first offer on the first day, full price, right? right. Didn't get it done because they know that this market, they can get more money. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So they waited like two weeks to keep it listed before they would be willing to accept my offer. And by then a couple cash buyers came in about half a million dollars more than what they were, they looked for. So significantly more. So my top dollar, I'm just going to be real with numbers, right? I'm under contract. So we'll Mm. we'll tell you where it is. So my top dollar was 2.5 million. Okay. And I said, I'm not paying a penny over that. And that's like top dollar, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where the interest rates were, um, that was my number. They came back and asked me before it went to another cash offer, if I'd go 50 grand over that. I said, no, Mm, because that was it. That was it. And I knew I had the chance of losing it, but you have to hold firm when you know your numbers, right? Right. So I, I lost the deal and I was really irritated. I'm like, man. So let's put a timeline on this. So this came out the first time, probably 60 days ago. Yes. Right roughly. about, right, right about 60 I days. The, I do remember that I was at the beach. <laughs> okay. So 60 days you put in first day, they wait two weeks, a little bit of negotiations. You're probably into this deal time-wise three weeks, maybe 25 days. You're the last two offers. They want you to have it, but ask for 50K more. You go, nope, 2.5 was it. I'm done. Yep. You think it's gone. So somebody else gets it. Yes. Then then they do what they do, right? They probably have their inspections. Maybe cash isn't cash. You know, who knows? Yes. And um, something didn't work out. Yes. And and I actually know what it was. I mean, I don't want to say too much because locally people will know what property it is, but um, it had nothing to do with the property. So, you know, the the buyer that had it under contract Mm -hmm. um, at the end of their 30 day due diligence period before money went hard, um, they they pulled the deal. And so this was not their market. They're investing in other markets. And so this was kind of a small deal in a new market to them. And (laughs) I love that 2.6 or 2.7 is a small deal to someone in a new market. That just feels funny to me. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, so I thought, and it's funny, I looked at it a couple of times and I thought I should call him and just see, just see yeah. it's still going through. But I thought, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. But I will tell you, there were two nights that I could not sleep. Wow. And I was like, man, I wish I would have bought that deal for 50K more. I would have had it, you know, for 50K, I was stubborn. That's wow. what we tell ourselves, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, no matter yeah. how long you've been doing this, you're still going to second guess yourself sometimes. Absolutely. And I'm like, man, for 50,000, I let it go. So, but I also was proud of myself for holding firm and not getting emotional. So anyway, I got the call at the end of last week 
hey, you're not going to believe this, but the deal fell through. Uh, do you want it at, at my last highest and best? So I said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. At two um, five. Well, that was my highest and best, right? Right. right. Um, well, at two five, they came back and interest rates dropped. So this, so I redid my numbers. Mm-hmm. I did hold firm, but I said, you know, after if this falls through, I want to be the backup bidder, right? Sure. So I, I landed Michael a hundred thousand over my offer. So I, I gave it up for fifty more. I just bought it for two point six, okay. but rates went down. Okay. So he called me and we're like, you know, I know there's two other backup bidders. I was the first one, so they were being courteous to give me the first shot back before they called the other two. Mm-hmm. And I knew where they were, so I'm like, you know, two point six. Call the lender. My rate is better than what it would have been a month oh, ago. That's nice. Um, and I got a huge refi done in the time that it would have been complicated to get my beach house done, my refi done, and this property all at once could have been an issue. Yeah. So it worked out well that I got the other two deals behind me. Nice. Now I just have this one. So I'm, you know, I went a hundred thousand over my top number. Okay. Um, but at a better rate. And here's the thing. I have two years interest only financing. Nice. And that makes my payment very low the first two years while I'm updating all the units because they need to be updated and brought to market. Rents are significantly below. Okay. And um, my personal cash on cash return. So even going, you know, 100,000 more than I wanted to, my personal cash on cash return from my money down because I'm getting 15% down financing. Oh, wow. Two years interest only. I love my bank. I was going to say, wow. most investors, folks, are not going to get a 15 down. Only if you're experienced, relationship, all that. Most of you would be putting 25 or 30% down on yes. this. Yes. And if you go Fannie or Freddie, it's at least 25% down yeah. too, because this is a very small market. Probably yeah, yeah. 30. Probably so 30, yeah. When you have small local lenders that you do business with over and over again, and they know you're doing deals where you can get interest only, 30-year you know, amortization and 10 years fixed, they're willing to be more flexible. Nice. So the financing makes my personal cash on cash return. If I have it with a management company and I'm not managing it, 22% yeah. on my money. Oh. Cash on cash. Uh, just so everybody knows, I would do this deal every day. 22%, my market, my, my average yield in my market, six. 22 is a great deal. And as I always say on a it's a great deal. It's a great day to buy a great deal. That's what Sunny says. Hi, Sunny. Oh, you have happy and sunny. I do. Look at these paws. They're just so cute. Oh, they got like, so like socks sweet. on. It's funny. Anyway. Oh, so, so sweet. Yes. And you know, it, it's one of those things where when I saw this, I knew this was a great deal right. in terms of my return on my cash. Now, if you just look at price, and this is where, where people make a mistake, they see this market and they think everything's overpriced. The yeah. price is crazy. It's not, and then yeah. they just don't make offers, right? And even I had this battle with myself of, man, this price per door is way more than they were two years ago. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea, I bought a, a 10 unit for 70 a door two years Ooh. ago, right? Yeah. This okay. is a little nicer market, little nicer school district, but it, it's quite high. Yeah, that's right? a jump. Yeah, that's it is. Um, but the market now is, is you know, there's, there's a lot of demand, a lot of people moving in, and there's a shortage of housing. And that's part of it, again, which we're seeing in a lot of uh, states, while some areas were kind of in hyper supply, mm-hmm. there's still a housing shortage. And so yeah. where this, this is a, a, a strong B plus to nice. A minus area. What I like to do with folks, just, you know, the Monopoly board, obviously, yeah. right? Where would you put it on the Monopoly board? What color? 
I'd put it probably like yellow or like the dark orange, yellow or green. Okay. I played Monopoly my whole life, but I'm trying to remember where it's not quite blue. Right. You so know, it's blue, not the dark like below park dark. place. Yellow is yeah. up here. Yeah. It, it's probably, it's, it's probably, yeah, it's yellow, green, and blue, I think. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty it's high. Oh right, yeah. It's, it's that, that's a, yeah, that's a B plus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the homes, the single family homes in the area are, you know, four to 400,000 to a million, oh, yeah. um, you know, so, and I can get 12 to $1,400 a month rents. So what are the so, config? So to, what? So 12 to 1400, is that like a three, one and a half or what do we got? Two bedroom, one bath apartment. Oh my goodness. Two ones. For, wow. Yeah. They're all the same. You got 22. They're ones. all the same. Yeah. Car, carports or garages or yeah. Nope. None. Street parking. Just off street parking. There is private parking. It's right. okay. in a tucked back private little area. Okay. So it feels very much like a private residential area, not like a big complex. Okay. It's off, off the main road. Um, and so, you know, my, my rent upside is, is really good. And part of why I worried about the appraisals, because right now rents are significantly below yeah. where they should be. So apartments are valued. Yes, you can look at price per door, but you look at the net income that it's currently producing. Mm -hmm. And if rents are really low, it may not appraise as high as it should yeah. um, if the rents were where they should be. And Absolutely. so, you know, my when, my when it came down to it, even though the price per door was a little higher, when I looked at what else I could buy, I have found nothing else that produces a 22% cash on cash return. Yeah. And yeah. shocking. If I hold it for 10 years with a yeah. modest, you know, get the rents where they need to be within two years, probably within a year, year and a half, um, and just a 3% increase in rents every year and a 3% increase in expenses, my total return if I sold should be about 75% annualized. 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 Wow. <laughs> so this is an amazing deal. Yeah. It, it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, very it's cool. a really, really good one. But the lessons here, you know, we always like to talk about yep. lessons. Mm -hmm. um, don't get emotional about a property. You know, don't get emotional. You have to have a top dollar and be willing to walk away. Mm -hmm. um, and I did. And it came back. This is the third time that I've walked away from a deal and it's come back. Mm. Oh, you know? yeah. I wish it was everyone that I lost. Yeah. not, But it does happen, right? It's, and it's so, enough to be interesting. Yes. It's enough to be interesting. And so I've learned, you know, at a certain number, you walk away. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes back to you, you go, okay, there's a reason this is coming back to me. Yeah. Let's look at the numbers. Let's really hone in the pencil. And the other thing is I tend to be really conservative on my underwriting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say they are, but they're not, right? But if I know I can get 1,300, mm -hmm. I'll say I can get to 12 in four years, right? Right. Oh, no. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I know I can probably push it, but I just want to look at like really conservative, let's say rents go down. Yeah. You know, I, I still put my vacancy higher than what I know my area is. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I am being ultra conservative. Let's, let's be realistic. What I really think I can do and mm -hmm. where's my number. And I could have yeah. paid more than I did. So where, um, where are rents today? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, so if you say markets 1200, are they like 800, 900? Where are they today? Less. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's gonna hurt your NOI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but this is where the interest only comes into play, you know, as, as a multifamily investor. And interest only can be a dangerous thing if you don't know what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to buy deals only if they pencil it in. Yeah, that's not a good <laughs> like, idea. I would still cash flow if I was paying principal day one. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so, um, but the interest only definitely gives you that time to have a lower payment while you're updating rents and turning, yeah. you know, units. So that makes it really good. Um, and, you know, just, just be conservative on your underwriting and look at what else you could buy. You know, that's, yes. that's the real issue is the if you get on yeah. the dollar per door, you're going to pass, people would, people did pass on this deal because of the price per door. But when you look at what the real costs are and your true net operating income, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's amazing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, one of the things I've, I've bought plenty of buildings where the rents, I bought a couple of buildings back in 11, 12 that were half of the market. So what my experience doing that is you're going to actually have to recycle kind of two sets of tenants, right? You're, everybody thinks you're going to go from whoever's there to like market. But at least in my world, I had to go to the middle ground and then to market because you can't mix this one with you know half the audience here you got to got to meet in the middle so that was my experience yeah i mean our market is it's so high demand and so little supply yeah that i turn one unit in fact there's a real similar unit that i'm turning right now that people live there for years and mm. their rent on a townhouse um very similar to these units was you know, like seven or eight, and I bumped them to 11 and they moved. Okay. I'll get 1300. Uh, so we're replacing floors and, and yep. paint and it'll go straight to 1300. So awesome. it's easy to do in my market. Not cool. always, yeah. you know, but um, yeah. So it's like you say, it's never a bad day to do a great deal. And I've learned to say no to a lot of mediocre deals. Yeah, and when you learn to say no to mediocre and you hold on for the really great Awesome. You won't lose, you know, yeah. don't do average deals, folks. You don't, you don't. Uh, yeah. You can't get very far doing average or mediocre deals. Hold out. The deals will come. Keep doing the work. So Anna, how can people follow you? Get part of your world. Cause this has been a lot of fun. Great. You can follow me at greaterpurposecapital.com or on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Anna REI mom, Kelly. Thank you very much. Look forward to topic number two. Thank you.